everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Now, the careful listener will have noted that I hit the T a little too hard and noted, but also I used to always say welcome to another exciting episode. And I think that I was overusing the word exciting. So now I'm not going to say it anymore. This is like a dopamine fast for all of us. I don't even know if I believe in that, but I'm sitting in the studio. I feel like my mouth is producing too much saliva and I think you guys should know about that. Starting but, strong. Yeah. Now that I know, you know, at least I'm starting up in my head. Mm-hmm. So um, right out of the gate, not exciting and hot saliva in your mouth talk. Yeah. Do you ever have that thing where you're like, my tongue doesn't fit in my mouth? It's too, it's just, it's too big or something like that. And then the more you, I, I had it intensely in kindergarten. And then at some point I had the realization that the more, if you focus on it, it, you can feel it. I feel like that's probably happened, but I don't have a sense memory of it. it. I do. My childhood was plagued with round tongue square hole, but the other way and other way around. Just feeling like, oh my God, I'm so aware of this, the the negative space under my tongue. What's happening? Anyway, I think when you focus on your saliva production, that gets to be too much as well. Then you just drown. You worry you might. Can you gleek? No. I I think conceivably I've like accidentally gleeked once and been shocked. Oh, I've accidentally gleeked and then immediately try to re- recreate it. And can't do we need it. to define gleeking for anyone, or does everyone know what it is? Uh, I feel like everybody who's been through junior high has learned what gleeking is, right? What's interesting is I I feel like it it's around the same age that everyone is all about gleeking, a b g, and as boys are prepubescent, do they suddenly achieve gleek power? Like, why is it then? Oh, you think it's a puberty thing? I have no idea. I'm asking. Oh, that's what you think? I said I have no idea. I'm well, asking. I don't have a, I'm only saying junior high because I don't remember. I remember from fourth early, but it's grade, possible actually. It was fourth yeah. grade, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. What I remember from fourth grade is Jeff Richmond got a bean stuck up his nose. Yeah. And everyone was gleeking. What happened with the bean? I don't know. Because he changed schools. I don't know if he took the bean with him. It was big news. Oh, do you though. think he still has it in his nose? Possibly. I think that he might have grown around the I feel bean. like there was ways to get it out. Well, I just saw this TikTok. I don't this is not medical advice. Um apparently if something's stuck in your kid's nose, you plug the other nostril. Again, do not do that. Do not trust this. This is not medical advice. It's not medical advice. It's for entertainment purposes only. Although this my podcast is entertainment in quotes. Come on. Um Anyway, you plug the other nostril and then you like blow a puff of air into the kid's mouth and then it shoots the thing out of their nose. And there's some name for it, like the mother's kiss or something. The mother's kiss sounds sinister. (laughs) It really does. Like what happened to her? The mother's kiss. She got the mother's kiss. Yeah. Um, Well, thank God we've never had to deal with that. I once got a, a baby grasshopper. Oh, God. In my ear canal. Oh, my God. 
we were playing football at school. This would have been like sixth grade. And they hadn't cut the grass. I must have been like after summer or something. Although the grass like dies in the summer. I like how it's their fault. Well, because it just, there was lots of like, you know, things. Fauna. Hopping around in the yeah. grass, you know. Mm-hmm. This and, is uh, why I don't like nature or grass. Yeah. And I, uh, I guess I was like, I fell or was tackled. And as I was on the, on the ground, a tiny little grasshopper hopped right in my ear. And, you know, my immediate reaction was to stick my finger in my ear. Yeah. Which is bad because either you're going to push it further in. Oh. It's not getting out. Or what? Or what I think. Or your finger's going to get stuck in your ear. Or what I did was like I, I like. Killed it. Killed it. But then it was too far in my ear to get it. So now I had like a dead grasshopper in my ear canal and I was like freaking out. Uh, you know, so I had to go to the nurse and they had to get it with some tweezies. Did, but, did you know that it was a baby grasshopper? What did you think was in your ear? I mean, I think I can't remember if I knew immediately or if that's what I, I learned. I knew it was something because oh, it was when like they pulled it alive, out. you know, you can feel it. Yeah. Imagine if the baby grasshopper had lived and told the story like I was just hopping on the grass and then some asshole falls on me. Do you think that the grasshopper would know that it was a person or just they're just hopping around and suddenly they're in a cave? And suddenly, yeah, and it smells like wax. The most amazing smelling cave you've ever seen. And then this giant fleshy boulder came toward me. Yeah. Um, that's your finger. I'm glad you mentioned ear stuff. Great. This contains all of my favorite topics. Ears? Insects. Earwax. Ear- earwax is not one of my favorites, actually. But ears, you know, I've got them. Because I, I solved. Tony, put in the dun-dun-dun. Oh, you're... What are you doing with your microphone? I'm trying to get it so that I don't, I'm not making noises while I'm, I'm moving around here. Okay. okay. Um, I like Sherlock Holmes crossed with House, crossed with Quincy. Who else is good at like medical and mystery stuff? Crossed with Ag- Agatha Christie, crossed with Jessica Fletcher. Who are other? Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. And Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Does Dr. Who do any mystery stuff? Sure. And Doctor Who, I have solved the riddle, I think, of why I only experienced aut- autophony or aut- autophony or what, uh, whatever, that thing where my voice and every, everything is very, very loud in my head because my station tube stays open. When we went to Hawaii, it didn't happen to me at all. No. It happens here right before a show. Yeah. So I was thinking... Does it have to do with like nerves that I, you know, anxiety or something like that? I'm not aware that I'm really nervous, but maybe I am. And we even, I, I recorded two shows with Todd for Allison and Todd After Hours, patreon.com slash Allison and Todd. If you're interested in that, just $2 a month and you are interested in that, you should be, please be. Uh, I recorded two shows there and I didn't experience, but anyway, I got to the bottom of that. However, I will circle back because I didn't even finish opening the show and explaining I'm in my studio. You know, I have, oh. to, I have to geolocate. Right. I'm in my studio with my husband, Daniel. Hi. Hello. You did what I think could only be described as an amazing mm-hmm. 
sensual, elegant. is not elegant, graceful, mm-hmm. warm up dance mm-hmm. wherein you really tried to like, how would you describe what? Loosing and up. it's on, it's on my um, uh, Instagram. It's as a story though. So, so you're going to have to go back in can. time and go listen to it. Maybe I'll make a highlight of these. Um, yeah, explain the thought process behind it. It it is as if you are you're like saying to your hand, "You get off of me." You're like trying to flick your hand off. Yeah. Uh, well, the fingers are the furthest extremities, right? The fingertips. I guess. Yeah. So I I flick them in order to get that blood to go whoosh out to this, <laughs> and then it and then it rebounds back and, whoosh, whoosh, and it comes back in, and you do that a bunch of times in rapid succession, and the blood. Starts moving it's like a vortex. Yes, yeah, like a vortex, and that and that the fat. You know, the faster your blood moves, the faster your brain, your thoughts go. I've heard this. Yes, and so then I get faster thoughts, and so I had to do that before the show. So it, I, I was so your lightning quick quit. thoughts. It is <laughs> quick thoughts. Yeah, is that the quants method for thinking? Yes. Um, it is as if all of your your whole body had fallen asleep and you were trying to wake it up, which I guess in a sense is what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, well, the truth of the matter is that we have um, two sons who have decided that Ugh. their parents aren't going to get sleep. Yeah. I don't know if they've been... Um, they're plotting. Wor- plotting behind the scenes. Right. Or if uh, it's like, there's oh. some long game that they're trying to get, trying to wear us down and... Uh, you know, not have to go to soccer practice or something. Um, but I relate so intensely to not wanting to do soccer too that, like, that's why I'm a real soft touch, and I'm tempted to say, should we just let Elliot quit? And I say no. And I'm, I'm I hate. Down. I don't like soccer, and also I be- I love quitting. Yeah. Well, I'm putting my foot down. Okay. I'm using my dad my, foot. My dad foot <laughs> on this one. Uh, yeah. No, we're not letting him quit. Fine. I know, because once he gets there... He enjoys it. Yeah, so here, I know we're jumping all around, but um, before soccer every Tuesday, he's like, I want to go to soccer. Mommy, I don't want to go to soccer. So what we've done is we've said, honey, you just have to go. And if you get there and you decide you don't want to do it, then you don't have to stay. Um, And every single time we've done that, once he gets there, he decides he wants to do it. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel, you had the realization that he's like us. He doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, but but you, he needs to learn to, you know, do suck shit. it up and yeah. and do the things you don't want to do. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to not let him quit. And so we won't be letting him quit. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're they're, uh, you know, it's like they're getting me up at like right at that hour. And Daniel has a window, and if you wake him up in the, his window, he claims that it hurts his eyeballs very bad, A, and I'll let him go into the details if, if anyone wants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, like if, if you decide that you don't want to, then we'll retroact, we'll cut the well, Yes, let us know if you want me to ask Tony to go back in and take the following story out. So it hurts his, the balls of his eyes, and then also... He can't get back to sleep or it ruins his day or well, something. Uh, I, I have found that between like 4.30 and 6.30, if I wake up my eyelids, because my eyes don't shut all the way. What's when that I sleep, from? 
Just the way you sleep? Yeah, I don't know why. They're just okay. like slightly open. Mm. And so uh, they get my eyes get really dry. And during the, that like hour and a half, uh, if I would get w- awoken, my it, it, it's like, it feels as though someone like ran sandpaper over my eyeball. It really hurts. That sounds so awful, but I have a question. Hmm. Why after that hour is it different? I don't know. It's like my body, go, whatever stage of sleep that is, it's like my body stops producing tear tears or mm. whatever, like oil that goes over your eyeball. I don't, I don't actually know. It's Do you want me to, to wake up at that time and then, co- and then spray some artificial tears in your eyes? <laughs> Uh, only if I, only if I need to wake up, otherwise let me sleep. You know what I mean? I know. I was just thinking I could like, just like, doot, just doot them in and <laughs> sure. then you'll wake up. Okay. That's our new routine. Okay. Now you have to do that. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And then I also found that like I was doing, I have an Apple watch and, uh, uh, I was doing the sleep tracker for a while mm. and I found that that's like the hour where I'm getting like the REM sleep. You know how you uh-huh. only get like a, a a short amount, a little small Is that amount of it, like the deep sleep, or maybe no, 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 not the REM sleep, but the deep, deep sleep, mm-hmm. the, the, the mer sleep. That's just REM backward. I don't know the 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 sub basement sleep, right? And uh, so I think. The biggest thing that happens is that if I get woken up during that, then I can't ever get back to it. So I don't get enough of that kind of mm. sleep. And that's the most important sleep. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is like I can go back. So I, you know, I'll, I'll fall back asleep, but I'm not ever fully, I didn't get what I needed. You don't get back to that, like whatever exists below. So I got less land. sleep than I needed and I didn't get quality sleep. See, everyone should feel, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Yes. So. Let's talk about that, actually, because I've been feeling like... To be clear, the GoFundMe will be money that I will use to uh, get a new identity and move to another country. Yes, I'm aware. Um, So since Daniel has already stated that he's not going to share his GoFundMe money with me, Mm -hmm. please buy my merch. I have delightful merch. I just rearranged some items in the merch store. (laughs) Like they're in a different order? (laughs) Guys, you got to check it out. Like where, where are the hats now? Are they, uh, there, I put the t-shirts. I put a few t-shirts at the top, guys. I rearranged the deck chairs on the Titanic. You, you hey, gotta check it out. Eat your heart out, Taylor Swift. This gal knows marketing. <laughs> well, there might be new stuff since the last time you're. Listen, I'm holding back some new stuff because I feel like I rushed you did a lot. Too I much. feel like I did too much. Some people too fast. say too much. Yes. Uh, so anyway, check it out. There's great t-shirts. There's hats. There's so much other stuff. Uh, sweatshirts, tank tops. You know, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. through the list every single time, just almost all the time. Good stuff, though. It's. I'm very excited about all the merch, and I see people yeah. wearing it, and they send me pictures, and it makes me really happy. So uh, please help me out, because Daniel is going to take me for all I'm worth, or at least not share his artificial GoFundMe funds. I'm not going to sue you, honey. Just one day, Daddy will go to the convenience store and never come never back. come back. Okay. Um. Anyway, AllisonRosen.com, and then look for the banner near the top that says "Merch is Live" or something like that. Okay, great. So anyway, okay. So Elliot and Owen sleep in the same room. We have a baby monitor, the same one we've used since. Oh, do they need to know all the details of this? Well, this what I meant to tell you is, I. I'm wondering, do I owe you an apology? And 
Do oh, you, for, I feel for like, telling me that Elliot was calling for me? No, I don't feel bad about that. You were like, I can't, I can't see. I can't. You were looking for something. And I was oh. like, why don't you just go? And oh. I don't know if I need to apologize for that, but we do have to fill them in on what we're even talking about. Do we? I, I mean, well, the kids got I, the, us up. Like, that's all they need to know. Uh, fucking boring ass details. My show is boring ass details. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So, yeah, he, uh, there, well, a monitor uh, has. Da, da, da. All right, fine. Elliot has a monitor. They sleep in the same room. There's a monitor in there. I couldn't see. Owen, hang on. The, the hang on. They the need the backstory. Button. I know. Owen has come into our room. Owen comes into our room a lot. Um, Elliot does not. However, lately he's been like, but if Owen sleeps with you guys, then who's going to sleep with me? I'm going to be all alone. And then Daniel will say, just call call for me and I will hear you because we hear him through the intercom. Just a, a tactic to make him feel like he's not alone. Yeah. Like if there's something wrong, we'll hear him. But then- However, there have been an array of times where he's been like throwing up in his bed or sick or shivering because he was sick. And he's like, I called for you. No one came. And we're like, God damn it. Why didn't we hear it? Yeah. So we or I maybe hear it because I'm sound asleep. Yes, I barely sleep. So I heard last night I heard daddy, daddy, daddy. And so I said, Elliot's calling for you. And then Rip Van Winkle over there, dry eye Van Winkle took so long. Like, I didn't even know what you were doing that I that's when I said, because you were trying, I think you were trying to find the monitor. I couldn't see. Yeah, you were trying to find the monitor to talk to him through the monitor. And I was like, why don't you just go in there? Because I don't want him to feel like they tell me that they can hear me, but they never come. And like, I don't want him to feel abandoned yeah. and then end up in our room faster. At this point, I'd rather he come in our room and just crash. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to get up anymore. I, I'm not. Should we hire a night nurse for the rest of our lives? <laughs> a night nurse for our four and our six year old? Yeah. I, uh, sure. Oh man, your mom just left, and every time she's here, uh, it it, it disrupts them when she goes mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they get really used to sleeping near her, yeah. and it's a whole thing. So we got to give it more time, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. <clears throat> Should we hear a call? Let's hear a call. Yeah, let's, let's do, break let's up hear something this. interesting. <laughs> well, I just don't think anyone. Maybe some other parents out there care, but if Hello, they- Allison and Daniel. <laughs> this is Ulysses calling in. Oh. I was going to say, long-time listener, first-time caller. I've got a question. I just got to say. What? I didn't realize that was his first time calling in. He sounds a little different than I thought he would. What did you think he sounded like? I don't like? know. He sounds like someone I know, and I can't figure it out. Hmm. But I'm very familiar with who Ulysses is, because he's been a long-time listener. Mm-hmm. Huh. For you guys, would you to ever consider... Um, another place other than LA to live, say like New York, would you move back there or actually you live there? So would you find uh, another small community, maybe like Pittsburgh or Chicago or something like that? Just curious. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Thank you for calling in Ulysses and letting us hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Daniel, I'm going to let you answer first. Well, I mean, I think that in order to move back to New York, which I'm sure Allison would love to do, I would. given the right circumstances, yeah, uh, we'd have to be making substantially more money, like substantially. Uh, so, I don't know that that's ever gonna. 
Thanks. Uh, uh, I told you I rearranged the order of my merch. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, New York. I love New York. Uh, and I love visiting New York. To live there, it's just an expensive city, you know? And so um, we wouldn't be able to do it now. Um, also, you know, I prefer the West Coast, just personally. Just that's just me. Allison feels a little differently, but I feel more at home on the West Coast. I, there's a lot of things about the East Coast that I find alienating uh, culturally. So, uh, but I think a lot about like living in other cities. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's hard because my job is here. Allison can get guests here. You know, if we moved... <laughs> It'd be a, you. It would be a huge change to, you know, our professional lives. We basically have to make huge shifts. Right. But if we were to move someone somewhere, where would we go? I mean, I fell in love with Rhode Island, which I don't know much about. And you've never been there. I have, oh. but not I haven't spent any I've like driven around in Rhode Island. I haven't spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there. But I am New England towns. I look yeah. at people's stories of them, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would consider Vermont, I that guess. That is New England. Yeah. It's like the one. Maybe like just a... Is it because of B-Sand? N- well, no. I was looking at properties out there once, and it's like, oh, it's beautiful, and it's, uh, you know, it's definitely like... I like the... See, I would love Honey, that seasons. I love you. What? You are... Uh, punctuating everything you're saying with the microphone instead of just holding it still in front of your mouth. Sorry. Um, Use your other I'm, hand for I'm trying hand a new technique, mic, mic techniques. Uh, so I forgot what I was saying, but you, Vermont. Um, but again, like, every time I go to the East Coast, there's always a point where I hit a, a, a I always hit a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't grow up out here. Mm. Um, I don't think that it would have fit me well. Well, when I went to New York, and yes, I did live there, though I don't like to talk about it. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm finally coming home to my people. Like, I always felt like I didn't really fit in in Southern California. And I will, when I get to New York, I'll realize that's where I should have been all along. And then after many, many years of living there, I realized in many ways, I am a West Coast person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things, like I would move back. I loved New York and I would move back and I don't feel like I was done with it. I think being there with kids would be hard, but I don't know. There's something just a little more easygoing about, it's, it's mm-hmm. and I've said this a thousand times, but like despite the fact that people drink heavily on the East Coast, it's just a more sobering existence. It's a more sobering city, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there's just something, I don't know. I, I actually do fit in like fairly well out here. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I feel like, like the, I was, I'm I'm of this region. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, <clears throat> it just, so it's a little hard to define it because mm-hmm. you, you know, you're so used to it. Right. Uh, I would say, you know, I love California, you know, and uh, I definitely have problems with LA, but I, I like LA a lot. I maybe even love LA. Um, that waxes and wanes, though, depending on. Yeah. But also, that being said, there's that question of like, do we want to live in the same place our whole life? 
well, it might I be mean, interesting to have an adventure someday. I would love to have like a, a, a I'd love to have a bigger house, you know, a bigger house and a pool. I'd love to live in a community that um well, Burbank's kind of nice. I mean, I don't know. There's certain things I guess I would like. I'd love to have a base. You know, there, I don't know. For me, when I think of where I would move, it's always just somewhere on the West Coast. So it's like, oh, we don't have, you know, Santa Barbara or uh, maybe the Bay Area. Santa Barbara's really pretty. Santa LA Barbara's is not very pretty. That's the thing. No, Santa Barbara is like, that's the best place on earth. Yeah. It's just amazing. So I guess if I moved anywhere, I'd probably be there. Um, yeah. All right. Let's Central see. Coast. I would say Central Coast. Hey, Allison and Daniel. This is Andrea calling from Massachusetts. Um, I'm a mom, and I happen to work at a grocery store that sells uh, stuff that you guys like. Um, and my dog's barking. Anyway, here's a pet story. We came home from vacation yesterday. I probably should have told you. I'm guessing Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think like stuff we like. Every grocery store sells stuff we like. Or pavilions. Or the I can't believe it's not butter. But she actually, maybe she's talking. I'm, maybe she just doesn't want to name it. In yeah. case uh, something Joe me, is listening. Right. Something made me think Trader Joe's. But I could be wrong. Uh, but the prompt for this week was... Yeah, you got to tell me the prompt ahead of time, for God's sake. How about if I tell you it at the time? <laughs> it was, what's a, a cultural phenomenon that you don't relate to, a la Daniel and Taylor Swift, oh. or like feel on the outside of, mm -hmm. uh, or tell us a pet story. And then I really wanted to say, or answer whether you'd rather be, rather be buried or cremated, because that was such an enlightening conversation on the Thursday show. I was just shocked at how many people know that they would prefer cremation to burial uh, more on that some other time. But anyway, here we go. So she's telling us a pet story. Okay. And our cat had dragged his butt all over the house and still had poop on his butt. Uh, and we basically had to scrub his butt with baby wipes uh, and uh, spent about two hours cleaning uh, all of our rugs, vacuuming, flippering, after just getting off an airplane. And my dog is going bananas right now. <laughs> okay, have a great day. Um, it sucked and my house smells. But hope you guys are having a great day. Um, you matter. Goodbye. Thank you, Andrea. Why does cat shit as a non-cat owner? Wait, how is her... <laughs> <laughs> like, how is her dog still barking? Why is cat shit so much more intense than other kinds of shit oh i don't know that it is it's i think it is dog shit's pretty intense huh? human shit is not hot either no shit's but i bad. feel like cat shit is more so that's just yeah. my i don't know maybe it's just maybe like this is what they eat you know also another cat question mm. why do cats love fish like how often are they eating in the wild getting fish do they like fish more than dogs though i think so well, dogs like fish too. Dogs like fish too. This is one of the, I don't know, maybe, but, but maybe they cat, do. but dogs like everything. Cats are finicky. Yeah. They, they like a fancy This is feast. an interesting topic. Daniel, um, can you jump up and shake your limbs about <laughs> again? So anyway, I, I, don't I have anything to say about it. Andrea, thank you. I would have wanted to know what kind of cat, what's your cat's name, and did something happen to cause him or her or they to have 
soft, sticky poop. But there's one thing you can relate to in that call. You can relate to that cat because you drag your ass all over the house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. That's good, good, stuff. good, good stuff. All yeah. right, let's do one more and then I'm gonna finally, wait a minute. You can finally wait a minute. Here we go. It's Andrea calling back. Oh. Uh. Hey, Allison and Daniel. This is Andrea calling from Massachusetts. I just left a message, but my dog started barking so loud that she's now choking. And you probably couldn't even hear what I was saying, so I thought I'd leave one more. Um, Here's my animal story. Uh, We just got back from vacation yesterday to find uh, that our cat. Okay. I I read ahead. Yeah. I read ahead. Uh We do find out the cat's name. Okay. And we find out the gender of the cat. So. Bingo had. Bingo. Egged his butt. His. All all over the house. Poopy butt. And uh, there was cat poop everywhere. (laughs) I don't know why. Ah! And we had to scrub his butt with baby. (gasps) And she said it was literally gag worthy. It was terrible. Um, okay. I'm going to keep looking here just to see if we find out. Okay. Thank you, Andrea. Still need to know what happened to bingo and bingo's gastrointestinal tract. Oh my God. Gotta know. Here's another call, but it's a minute 31. You guys set an egg timer and then just leave your message for a third of it. This one's shorter. Hi, Allison and Daniel. This is Carolyn. I am formerly of Wisconsin, but I just moved with my entire family, including my seven-year-old, to New York State. Had she been listening? Mm-hmm. We were just talking mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. This summer. Uh, we've been here about two weeks. I'm completely overwhelmed and have been for since May. Um, but we're here. We're settling But in. she sounds so calm. She's like, mm-hmm. my house is on fire. And I can't breathe. They call that Wisconsin calm. But how's it going to work in New York State? And, and I am just getting ready to uh, send my child to a new school. He's going into second grade, and it's a lot. And I'm very anxious about it. But I sent him to, to summer camp as soon as we got here, like literally as soon as we got here the next day, so that he could start meeting some kids. And that seems to be going well. So there we go. Carolyn from New York. That's how it's going, moving across states and being very overwhelmed. I hope you guys are well. Bye. Thanks, Carolyn. It's going to be okay. Moving is hard, but I believe in you. I believe in your son. Mm-hmm. Are you still on this show, Daniel? <laughs> I'm just... Uh... You don't have to add anything. I'm just asking because your soul. Well, I would like to have known where in New York State. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, are we? Questions. We're really realizing the limitations of the voicemail because we want the back and forth, and we're not getting it. Like, why did she move? Right. Where in the state? Right. Does she miss Wisconsin? Well, she did just she got like there. Wisconsin. Uh, how's the cheese compare? Mm. Are the people where she lives nice? I mean, lots of questions. I have her number. I could just call her. No. Yeah. But we should figure out a a live format. Yeah, we really should. Uh, are you ready now? Uh, sure. Do you know what's coming? No, but I'm ready. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Bring it. Tony, play the dun 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 again. Here is 
what I think is happening to trigger my eustachian tube not closing. And oh, I don't yeah, understand why. I know I, 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 I'm a masterful storyteller, Daniel. So I planted the seeds at the beginning and now they are ready. They're going to bloom. You're, you are like a post postmodernist in terms of storytelling. You deconstruct the form mm-hmm. and you make us confront the form itself. Yes. I'm like E.E. E. Cummings crossed with Keith Haring mm. crossed with um, whoever did the you're gates the, in New York. Really, you're like the Jackson Pollock of storytelling. Yes. Just scattered it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wherever That's the, right. Wherever it drips. It's just a story bukkake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I was trying to say was, I think it has to do with standing for a long time. And I don't know why that would, I don't know why what, that, it has to like do with that like. triggers it? Or yeah, that, that triggers it. No, it triggers it. Um, it, I don't know if it has to do with like gravity posture. I don't exactly know what mechanisms are at work when I stand for an extended period of time. However, um, I had read one of the things for patchless eustachian tube that can help it is to lay down. And I was like, well, you don't have to tell me twice. Um, but before I do a show, I take a shower, I wash my hair and then I blow my hair dry and I put on makeup and then I'm walking back and forth from room to room and getting ready. And there's not a lot. And I, because I don't plan my day well, it's not like I do that. And then three hours later I do my show. It's like Mm -hmm. I am, I finish one second before the doorbell rings or after sometimes. So I'm rushing. And then when I, I always notice it because I open the door and I, try to say hi and act normal to the guest, but I'm like not feeling normal mm-hmm. inside at all because everything's, and then I take a minute, I like hold my ear and I take a minute to explain to them. This happens every single time. I'm like why? But I, I do believe it is because of those the standing, the hours of standing ahead of time. Uh, and here's, cause I wasn't doing that in Hawaii. Right. I didn't put on that much makeup for the entire time. A, uh, and then B, yesterday, so anyway, it started to happen before the last show, but when Tony got here, it was 13 minutes before the show, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, it's happening. And I said to Tony, that thing's happening with my ears, I'm going to lay down for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I did, and then it was a lot better, so that was good. Mm-hmm. But then yesterday, Elliot and I uh, ran a few errands walking, and we walked like half, it was like the first place we went was like half a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started happening on the way back. Oh, so clearly I'm not meant to be upright. Yeah. I'm devolving. So which mm-hmm. like on, you know, those drawings of like, go from like ape to man. Mm-hmm. How far back do we have to go to get back to all fours? Well, Is an ape like considered years or so? Like at least a hundred, at least a hundred, but no, but I'm saying like, am I Australopithecus? Am I Neanderthal? Am I an ape? No, Neanderthals, uh, we're on two legs, but we're not Neanderthals. We're not, I don't think we're. Oh, we're not? Is that a different direction? Yeah, I don't think we're of the same lineage. Okay. Am I, um, what's that, that sculpture of the like super pregnant or like the very fertile lady where she looks like a little square with Venus de Milo? No, no, Venus, Venus of Villendorf. Yeah, I, I'm back even further. I'm like, um, like an aardvark. 
No, do you get what I'm saying though? I'm devolving and I'm saying which, stage, which stage of evolution am I going back to? Am I like I a paramecium? Know. Can I tell you something that I was thinking about while while you were talking? <laughs> sure. Uh, it's about listening, guys. That's the secret to making it work. You, have you ever seen how they will print like complex patterns onto three-dimensional objects by putting a film in water and then they dunk it and they'll dunk the item in the water and it'll it'll take the image on it like, i don't think so but that sounds neat i forget what they call it it's a it, they'll do it with like um well kind of anything <clears throat> they'll have like a bath of water that's very still and then on the top of it is the ink and it's just like a printed on yeah no i get it and then they just do this thing where they go like that and it's like it just graphs on that's how you like would get it onto like a bike helmet or something um they need to do that with women's makeup Yes. And then you could just like dunk your face in the water and it would just go. Now the lips might be a little bit off. They might not be where your lips are. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to get really good at it, but it would save you a lot of time standing up. I love this idea. I have been saying for years now in the state, there's a few things I've been saying for years. Mm -hmm. One. Hello. <laughs> there should be a shoe museum it, mm -hmm. when the nike store opened mm -hmm. in triangle square which is like a mall in costa mesa mm -hmm. there was and you love sneakers so i'm a real sneakerhead. Mm -hmm. you know me uh so i know you get angry about you how pause much every time we're watching seinfeld and you're like <laughs> look at what he's wearing he's wearing the the air uh carpithicus uh fives. that's what i am i'm i'm devolving back to air carpithicus mm -hmm. <gasps> uh no, the Nike store opened, and I, like a thunderclap of inspiration. Yeah. I was like, when are they going to come up with a shoe museum? A shoeseum. Or a shoeseum. You're not the first to think that. It's obvious. Where you go, you arrive, and you get in a shoe, and you lace yourself up, and then it like rides around like a Disneyland ride. Well, you just want to ride in a shoe. You don't want a shoeseum because I, I'm sure there is a shoeseum. No, I want, I want like adventures through shoe history. Uh, any I listeners who live up in Oregon, tell us if there's a shoeseum at Nike headquarters. I'm curious. I bet there is. It's yeah, you're right. It's less about the shoeseum and more about the riding in a shoe. Nike should have an amusement park in Oregon. Yes. As far as I know, there isn't one up in that region, right? There's not like a... Is there a Six Flags up in the Pacific Northwest? I don't know. Probably. Uh, no, of course not, honey. There, thank you. <laughs> and this is a golden opportunity for a shoe coaster. Is Nike the one that has the pump? The shoe pump? The, I think Reebok had the pump. Well, whatever. Maybe maybe Nike. But for the sake of argument, let's say it was Nike. And then that could be a ride where like someone's pumping and every time it pumps, you like fly up into the air. Do you know where Reebok, uh, why it's called Reebok? I'm thinking. Nope. The founder was someone named Dory Bachman. Oh, interesting. No, I just made that up. Oh, um, bummer. I got excited about that. <laughs> Um, it'd be like if I had a, sh we could name the Shoeseum ride Onro, <gasps> Allison Ro Oh, is there anything with Eelqua? You know who does that? Who? You know that artist Shag? Yes. Well, I do, we just saw a Shag uh, at that Tiki place. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. His name is Josh. I think it's Josh uh, 
Aguilar or something. I didn't know that. Shag. You know, speaking of shoes, uh, as we were, one of the things that made me fall in love with you, by the way. Did you? I don't know. Then, can I say something, though? I feel like frequently I let you know little things that you said or did that made me fall in love with you. (laughs) And you never Never. tell me any of them. I know. What is that about? Keeping the power balance. No, really. In my favor. Like, sprinkle a few. (laughs) All right. Because it makes me think. Did I ever? No, I know you love me. But I just want, like, whimsical moments that. May, that you recall that were like really sweet and fun because I had to say to you remember the time I showed up at your door very early on and I said it's me the sight for four eyes <laughs> <laughs> yes. but I had to remind you like I'm keeping track of my own moments like that I had to remind well, you of that the problem is you don't uh, have a good memory no, but I don't have a good memory. Well, write them down. I know, I should. Uh, I wish I did. I mean, Probably. I think my sense of it was that it was more of a process for you than it was. Oh, right. Like moments where I was won over. Yeah, like it took you a while. To, like, That's not true. You were like, I don't know about this guy. I mean, he's hot and everything, <laughs> but, but do I love him? I mean... Is it just lust? Or right. Is, is it, it just pure animal magnetism? Yeah. Or and, is it something real? Right. So, whereas for me, it was just more of a, I don't know, I like just kind of knew right away. And then it was a process of um, trying to stave off all the doubts that kept creeping. It was more the opposite. Like, I have a process. <laughs> oh, you, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, so then could you tell me little moments of things I did well, I that like, made uh, you, yeah, I know well, one. What? Okay, but then I want to tell you the moment that made me love you more. Okay. But you said very... So these are moments that made me all, want to leave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you have remember a sprinkle of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of those. Uh, so I was living down in Orange County near the Nike store. Not re- Well, yeah, relatively close. It's important. Again, geolocating. And you were up in L.A., and you, we were talking about, I don't know what, and you're like, any way you want to come up here and hang out at my house and sign for my Apple phone? <laughs> well, I had my phone was my delivering iPhone. and they needed someone to be home and I couldn't be there. And you were going to be there anyway. I was? Yeah. And so I was just talking about getting here earlier than you were planning to get. And I was going to be at your house though, or I was going to be in LA for work. Because uh, I, I worked in Glendale and you lived in West in Brown. I don't remember. Well, I just remember I wrote back, "Oh, no, thanks." <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know that it was important to you, and that you were trying to ask me, and you felt uncomfortable asking me. And like, yeah. I didn't realize it was a whole thing for you because, yeah, the way you said, yeah, like the way you said it was cash. And well, I, I think off I didn't the want cuff you to and feel right, which I didn't, but I didn't know that you were actually but, saying to me, Hey, can I ask you a favor? I need someone to sign it, for this. Is there any way you would be able to? In which case, I would have said yes. I didn't. Well, it did make it. me wonder at the time, like, Oh, is she someone who won't do things for me? And I, I know now the answer is yes, she's, <laughs> she is the type of person who won't do things. Um, I well, no, wait, I think are you the, joking? I am joking. Okay. The 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 moment that one thing that pops in my mind 
Oh no! Is, this is when you started a terrible conversation. When you started uh, putting pretzel fish in your <laughs> coffee, uh, like as though it was soup. Wait, oh, that, you know, you wait, put pretzel made, goldfish in soup, though. You put that you, made you doubt me or made you love me? No, want to like and hit things. the eject, <laughs> like like, and it would fire me. I'm fine with it. It would fire me like a pilot out of a jet. Like it would just launch me out of my apartment. Uh, uh, did you say coffee? She would put pretzel goldfish in her coffee because what happens is the they they get really big. And they blow up to like twice their size. Twice, no one talks like about this. Four times. Or, the yeah, size. they get huge. Like they get like half dollar size. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. No, that's I'm I'm kidding. Of course, uh, I don't actually know. Uh, <laughs> I remember one. Okay, see your memory. Not having a memory is good and bad. Go ahead. I don't want to upset you, though. Oh, no. <laughs> you believe in Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. And maybe I didn't feel well, because I didn't drink, but it was mm-hmm. like as if I had a hangover or something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a hangover. I don't know. I think I didn't feel well. And you're like, do you want, <laughs> do you want me to make you Alka-Seltzer? And I said, what does it taste like? And you're like, nope. Oh, my timer is going off. Um. And you said, not bad. And so then I took a sip and I was like, oh, it tastes like jizz. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> no, why would that upset me? I don't know. I, didn't I don't have, I don't, like- it's not like my dad invented Alka-Seltzer or something. <laughs> uh, well, I remember you saying, <laughs> but I was like being silly about it. You know, I I didn't I don't think I did a spit take, but I was like really leaning into like it's so gross, you know, like like when Owen or Elliot dislikes something, and I think you were like, you know, if someone likes something, a nice thing to do is not like <laughs> shit all over it. I didn't say it like so, that. Well, but that something like that. I don't believe this story is real. All right, maybe not. Uh. I got my feelings hurt about alcohol. I think yes. I, I think I could see like not so much that I felt. I can't remember a time when I had any um, when you took alka seltzer. Well, I took alka seltzer <laughs> that seriously, uh, so I don't know. That's not really jiving, but I can see um, being a little bumped by trying to help you and having yeah, and then you being like, man, like this shit. And it's like, well, I'm just trying to fucking help you. Yeah. Uh, but I've learned to. You're like that, so it's, no, I'm not. You know. So, <laughs> um, Wait, am I? What? what? What do you mean? I'm like that? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know what a believer in therapy I am. Um, I've benefited immensely from it. I cannot imagine where I'd be now if I hadn't been in therapy and it's like, it helps me every single week. And uh, there are weeks where I've gone more than once. So it helps me sometimes more than once every single week. Uh, if something big is going on or I just feel like I need like a little bit of extra um, help, I guess. So I am a 
firm believer in it for anyone who's open to it and even for people who aren't open to it. Uh, look, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash best friend today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash best friend. Okay. You can't have, you can't have an ego in a relationship. No, it's best not to. I mean, you shouldn't have an ego at all. Yeah. To be honest. True. It's a real turnoff. My list of turnoffs Ego is right up there. But confidence is good. But confidence That's in different. ego. Yes, because someone who is like e- all about ego actually doesn't come across as confident. It's the opposite. Confidence is just knowing who you are, yeah. liking who you are, and not a, not feeling like you need to apologize for your existence and being sure that you can do things and knowing what you're good at. And that's, you know, carrying yourself that way is attractive to people. It's a good quality. Uh, ego is needy and prideful, and you when you are driven by ego, you are wanting to impress people, and you're. It's all about what people think of you, as opposed to how you feel about yourself. Okay, would you like to know the comment you made? Where I was like, oh, we were walking. Remember when we used to walk? Back before I had devolved, I do. We would go on these long walks, and we were walking around your apartment, and we saw. saw oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Hang on, <laughs> Tony, you leave that in. Um, we saw some car. It was like a little BMW or something, and you mm-hmm. said that car looks like a shoe. <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking about. What kind of car is that? I forget what model it was. Or that sh- that car looks like a sneaker was or something. Was it a Z4 or something like that? It was like a, um, yeah. I don't know, but there's also, I think there was like an underwater Walkman that looked like a shoe or an underwater, or a car that looks like an underwater Walkman. I just appreciate that kind of <laughs> things. I don't know. It just, it's the way I think. Yeah, there really is do a, fall in love with ourselves. I feel like they may have brought it back uh this year or something but there's a there's a sports car that bmw had back in the 90s that i I, every time i see anyone drive it i'm like you know you're driving around in a fucking shoe (laughs) (laughs) wait did you say it was an x3 no i think it's like a z z3 z4 maybe i didn't even know there is a bmw z4 well it's like a it's not a, a continuous model okay Yes, I think it might be this one. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Let's listen to another call. I am 100% full-blooded Korean, and I don't get K-pop. I don't like it. I don't understand what the hype is about. I was adopted, though, so that could possibly be the reason. However, I do love boy bands. New Kids on the Block, New Edition, my favorite, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. I love boy bands, but I don't understand the K-pop phenomenon. We're missing a name, Sandwich. uh, Did you just call her Sandwich? (laughs) 
Sandwich, know. we're missing your name, Sandwich. Um, but I, I love her. I love her attitude. I, I do love too. Her, her directness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's not waste time with names. You no, know, I, do I like, like to names. Know names yeah. But um, I well, I would want to know: did, was she adopted by uh, a family that was heavily Americanized, or was it? Well, like, I'm how, thinking probably how exposed because, to Korean culture. Well, listen. She said she's a hundred percent full blooded Korean, and then she said, "I was adopted, though." Don't you think? I if think she it's were a cultural ad- thing. Yeah. Don't you think if a- she were adopted by a Korean family, she wouldn't have made that point as staunchly? My my sense of this yeah, was she was so. raised by an American family. Well, okay, yeah, I suppose so. So, uh, I don't get it either. Although the the K pop thing, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if I've heard much of it. Well, here's what I don't get. Being super into boy bands, but but not understanding right. K-pop because aren't they similar? The, my sense is like it's boy bands on crack. It's like yeah, it's like it's been boiled down to this sort of essential, and then made extreme or something. I don't I'm know. looking up K-pop, uh, and I just want to like hear some. Okay, who is there's. I had this Harley Morenstein who was, he's a big YouTuber and he and his friends would make like a gigantic hamburger. It was like extreme eating stuff. I can't remember their name though. Greg Heller had worked with them. Oh uh, yeah, like the food. Yeah, what was wasn't one of them on our show? The sauce boss. Yeah, Harley Morenstein. Oh okay, yeah. But anyway, um, he said he has a Jimin bias. And I was like, I don't know what these words mean. But there is a K-pop band that are very big, and I cannot remember their name right now. Jimin? Yeah. And like, if you like one better, like I have a George Harrison bias. I don't really, but you know, it just means who you tend to like. Wish I could remember who that was. I thought it was like a food allergy. Like I have a Jimin (laughs) bias. I can't eat Jimin. Oh my gosh. Here's Rolling Stone's 100 greatest, greatest songs in the history of Korean pop music. Oh, wait. BTS. BTS that's is, who the, it is. The one Yeah, have you heard of them? I've heard of them. I don't think I've heard any of their music. I am trying to find But like until recently I had never even heard uh Justin Bieber. I think I'd heard one Bieber song. So there's mm-hmm. like a lot. There's basically a 15-20 year period of American pop culture that I am completely clueless about. I feel, I'm like catching up. I'm starting big to little. I'm trying to look for a BTS song here. Here we go. Ah! Wait, she said, text me. Wait, was it's she speaking d- English the whole time? That's or a guy. Going back and They're forth? all guys. Oh, um, what? Yeah. Your picture. Tell me my teacher. It's a little more like electro than I expected it to be. I will say this. It's a little more like, like 80s. American music. 
Okay, yeah, I can't. I just want to hear. Yeah, not, I don't, not I don't for me. It. I don't need to hear more. Uh, yeah, not for me. That's all right. You know, one of the things uh, I realized, um, so I did comic stuff back in the early aughts, uh, and I was, I remember at the time, you know, researching sort of buying habits in the, in the market for comics, right? And one of the interesting things was that before that, the comics business was like dying. Every year it was like less and less and less. But then uh, bookstores started to carry um, manga, you know, and Japanese comics. And young people, young girls were reading them a lot. And so these were selling like crazy. Um and I remember then thinking, like, this is interesting because largely demographically, like, females aren't as into comics as boys. Mm-hmm. Girls aren't as into them as boys. And uh, so the comics uh, world had matured so that it was like, and I use that in quotes, matured. Uh, you know, they were the comics out there were all for, like, men in their 30s. Uh it pretty much sucked across the board. Um, but I was like, but girls are into manga, which means that they are going to like comics and there's going to be this generation of girls, females who are into comics as an art form and that speaks well for the future of this of this medium. And now you see that there's this whole generation who are way into comics except their point of um inspiration their their origin point is japanese manga and anime and so all the stuff they like to me sucks because <laughs> i don't like that stuff <laughs> wait it, why I don't, don't you like it it's just i just it's like it it, it i don't i I don't like I, when I say sucks. It's just to me. It's just yeah. A, I. It just doesn't. You just I don't love like it. that. I love that they all like it, but I can't relate at right. all to the things that they like. But that's how it, it's interesting to see how it evolved. Like I was at the um, at the mall last week, and there's a whole store that's all just Japanese stuff, and it was packed. There were people in there, and it was all just manga and anime and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know what any of this is. And it's like this little tributary that that yeah. branched off back in the early aughts of our culture, and I just I'm like, okay, I love that you're all into it. Uh, there's all these comics being made by people here, you know, Americans now that are clearly influenced by that. So it's almost like uh, I have a question. What? Can I shut up? <laughs> oh, can you? I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding. Please don't. Uh, what is the difference between anime and manga? Well, anime is animation, oh. but it's the same style. I have another question. Mm-hmm. This is like a truth or dare question. Okay. And by that, I mean, I'm going to ask you a personal question and you have to answer honestly. All right. Have you ever been turned on by sexual comics? Never. Really? Never. In fact, there's like a whole... Uh, well, there's obviously like hentai and there's yeah, all that but kind what of is stuff. The, isn't that like tentacle stuff? N- uh no. I'm gonna look it, it up. I think it's just like animated porn. Um I know that Fantagraphics, which is probably my favorite American publisher, 
yes, oh it's my favorite American publisher. Um, they have a, a catalog they've sold for years and years, and they make a lot of money just selling like porno comics, you know, or just explicit sexual Who? comics, fantagraphics. Uh-huh. And uh, I've seen some of these because like comic stores would often have a back, you know, uh, rack with all them. And it's just like, for me, I don't know. Okay. There's nothing, there's no, uh, I don't know. It's not a turn on, but yeah, different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? All right. Hentai uh, on Wikipedia. And wow, there's a real uh, racy image just staring me in the face here. <laughs> um, a loan word from Japanese, the original term. Here's the original term. Hentai. Kind of what I said. Okay. Um, the original term does not describe a genre of media, but rather an abnormal sexual desire or act as an abbreviation of sexual perversion, and is also used to refer to persons who hold or do such desires and acts, often translated to English as pervert. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, it exists in video games, commonly known as eroge. Uh, the development of hentai, blah, 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 blah. Blah blah, lot of subgenres. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um. Oh, the dream of the fisherman's wife is a well-known example of Japanese erotic art, and this is from 1814. And it appears to be an octopus eating out a woman. Oh, I think I've seen that one. I think I had it on my wall in college. (laughs) I think I had. Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. I think I had it on a shower curtain mm-hmm. and a body pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. then look at the, doesn't it look like the octopus has, we can't pull my computer too much, um, has black and white cookies for eyes. <laughs> Everyone, if you're feeling spicy, look up Dream of the Fisherman's Wife and tell me, does it not appear that the octopus has black, has and, white black and white cookies for eyes? Is that where it comes from, the cookies? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. It's like oh, every they're all references to that to that image. art that artwork that you had on your wall. Okay. Hello, Daniel and Allison. This is Megan from St. Louis. I'm doing well. Um, pregnant with baby number two. Starting to feel better now in the second trimester, so that's good. Uh, cultural phenomenon I cannot get behind. The true crime frenzy. There's yes. podcasts and TV shows, and it's everywhere. And it just puts me in a bummer mood. I can't get behind it. Not for me. Um, so that's it. Megan from St. Louis. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hmm. Megan, I hope my whodunit <laughs> of my ear story I know, didn't I know. put her in a She's bad mood. She's probably not mood. listening anymore. I know, because it was a true crime story with the, like, and it, you, everyone was on the edge of their seat. What's going to happen? And then I just, I don't know. I just, you know, it's like I want to feel scared with my ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get it either. I've never been into true crime. I did watch The Staircase. Uh, my thing with true crime, this is not my thing with true crime, actually. It's a thing about true crime. All of that stuff, like, I would like to just Wikipedia it and find out what happened. If I have to, if I have to... Yeah. If I have to be exposed to it, I just tell me. I don't need to be the dramatization, and I don't want to like delve into the details. I find it very upsetting. 
and gratuitous. You're like, I don't have a problem with, uh, like Wikipedia having information about mm-hmm. something. Uh, for me, when it becomes like a product, yeah. so then when it becomes like a, you know, we a, have a book or a podcast or a movie, then it becomes exploitative. And, you know, like that Dahmer documentary. Um, oh, yeah. Who, like the who family, the families of, the, a couple of the victims spoke. They're still fucking alive, and they're like, "This is traumatizing." Yeah. Uh, all you people who are so, ooh, it's like these are real people. Like, I don't know. I um, I've had in my career uh, a true, uh, a kind of very well known amongst true crime uh, people uh, event that I was related to uh in a way and i've had many many producers contact me wanting me to make statements and i won't do it and i it's like fine go ahead and do it but uh like what you're getting and i don't want to shame anyone fine like fine if you like that stuff great i'm not trying to take anything away from people if you enjoy something enjoy it but let me i just want to say it is so popular that obviously like it is serving in the same way that like be back before we had seen the light on Taylor Swift because separately we've both come around a little bit. It's like it's such a huge phenomenon. You can't com- you can't just say like there's nothing here. So obviously, it's true obviously crime is like, yeah, but it's like obviously I think it's it allows p- people in some way to like work through some anxieties or something. Like yeah, maybe I, I don't think know. That's maybe not. You think true, that, but okay. I do also think there's pleasure that people derive from it, and as though it's entertainment. And to me, yeah. it's like, I guess. Uh, well, you had such a close brush with it that it's just tragedy to you. It's just yeah. It's upsetting. like I I understand. You don't want to make I it. I get it. Like I get the interest, especially with the case I was. Uh, I don't want to say involved with, but like involved something I did, um, and it's like I. I understand the interest because it's do we want to do you want to just do you want to elucidate a tiny bit uh, more? I, I, I wrote a graphic novel. Uh, it was I co-wrote it with my writing partner. Do you want? Uh, you know what I think? What? Since I know that you're going to talk, and then you're going to be like, I don't want to have given that many details. Why don't I just say? Okay. You, why don't I give the broad strokes and you fill in whatever you want? Yeah, that's fine. Daniel was hired to write a graphic novel with someone. Uh, the guy that hired him to do this went on to murder the mother of his baby in like an incredibly upsetting grisly way. And it was like a big case. In and LA. it, and it, what, and it, uh, he, what he did mirrored something that I'd written that we had written in the, in the comic. Uh, and, um, we, we didn't write it because we, we came up with everything ourselves. I mean, it's not like he told us what to write. Uh, but anyway, the um but do you think that that's where he got the idea who the fuck knows um no actually i don't i think that he i don't think he was i don't think he was mirroring the comic i think he was deranged and he whatever i don't want to talk about it point is uh the the fact of it is very real to me and the um the horror of it and the tragedy of it and the 
pain and the suffering and um i personally can objectively understand why somebody is interested in that because i i'm not a fucking idiot like i get it like it's you know it's crazy mm -hmm. but uh i'm sorry i just don't see it as entertainment uh i don't think people should be getting entertainment out of that I don't judge you, you know, because I, I get it. Like, we're all, you know, no, you're not intending any harm, whatever. But it's just sick to me. It's sick. Uh, and I don't like it. You mean, I, I don't like what people is profiting. Sick? I don't like people profiting off of that. I think that that's gross. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, I think that's ethically the people who profit, not the people who consume it because I get it, but the people who are like making a living by doing that. Um, I just, uh, I'm not, I'm not okay with it, but that's me. Okay. Someone's not very fun. Um, who did play Dahmer in that? I don't know. It's someone very well known. Having a big old brain fart. I'm going to have to look it up. And then we have another call. Okay. Dahmer. Yes. Did I bring down the conversation here? No, I think you, it was, oh, no, I'm wrong. Sorry. It was Evan Peters and uh, I don't know who that is. So I take it back. I thought it was like a very well-known person. Um. It's like if you like that stuff, there's plenty of fiction that's great. Watch Seven. Go, you know, there's lots of great thrillers and horror. I get it though. If it's real, it makes it like. <sighs> I struggle. Can I just be honest? Yeah. I struggle being critical of anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Because while it makes good radio to be have a super strong opinion and be critical, and God knows I want to be yeah. stating my strong opinions, I always feel bad. You don't want to be insulting of, listeners, yeah. Well, because not because I'm like worried that we're going to lose listeners, but because I I hate that feeling too of having somebody, especially someone you like, shit on something that you yeah. like, uh, and it just sucks, you know. And I don't want, and I don't want to be making a really strong case against something, and and like then either either bum someone out because they like it or. Uh, the worst case scenario would be to like convince them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to and, give up this thing that yeah, they enjoy. Like before, I don't want to yeah. take anything away from anybody that they like, you know. So it's like this weird. I get in this weird, like I don't know, like I push and pull when I'm yeah. giving my opinion anymore, which is terrible for radio. Um, Welcome to my world. I know it sucks. I wish I was one of those like people who just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck you if you don't like what I fucking hate or like what I fucking hate. Fuck you. Uh, but uh, I care about you. Yeah, well, you know, aren't I a saint? Kind of, kind of. I'm sort of a saint. You have a different relationship with it than they do. Like, yeah, here, I, I, like I, I want to caveat yeah. everything I say by saying, like, obviously, this is just m my reaction, and that's all it is. So there are these things called keepsake urns, which are you know what an urn is? It's what you put ashes in. Yes, and it's like the size of. 
large vase. Okay. Small vase. Sure. A vase. And then they have these things called keepsake urns. Which are smaller versions. Yes. And they are. So have cute. I talked about them? They're cute. Have I talked about them on air? I don't know if it was on air. They are so fucking cute. A la tiny Tabasco bottles, tiny Parmesan cheese bottles. Yeah. They're like tiny versions of the big thing because they're replicas, but they're t- they're like an urn for a dollhouse, but a little bit too big for a dollhouse. They're like the liquor bottles, the travel liquor bottles yes. when they're exact replicas of it's the like big versions. It's like mommy and baby. They're so fucking cute. And I hadn't seen them in, I'd seen a catalog, but I hadn't seen them in person until we went to the Neptune Society. We arrived there. They took us into a room which Daniel referred to, he was not there, but as their showroom. Mm -hmm. Because it really was like, here's all the shit you can buy. And it's like, we already told you we're not buying, whatever. It's where it's, it's the room where you receive the ashes. It's a racket. Okay, good. So anyway, here's a hot tip for everyone. And if an urn sponsor comes on my show, maybe I'll sing a different tune. If you can explain why someone should buy some, something through a seller, you can get the same. I believe they're the same. I don't know. You can get urns on Amazon. In the words of my mom, it feels weird to buy an urn on Amazon. And I agree, but there's more options. And yes, an urn for every season. I mean, do they sell coffins on Amazon? Oh, I didn't look. I don't know. But you can get urns with bald eagles. You can get urns with the flag. You can get so anyway. Oh my God. I know. I kept sending my sister pictures. Like, imagine oh do you I think dad would love this? <laughs> like Imagine that put a, you know, get an urn with like one of those uh like Donald a, Trump is Rambo with the oh, American yeah. flag behind him. Or like a caricature of Nixon, you know? The famous caricature. I'm just kidding. Um so anyway. <laughs> Beavis and Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Run and Stimpy. <gasps> oh my God. Burton Ernie, he would have liked that, putting me actually. in a red and stimpy urn. Wouldn't be the worst way I could my remains. Could. I told you we took. So he came. He came. He came in uh, a temporary urn because yeah. we hadn't chosen one yet, which I worried was going to be like a plastic trash receptacle. But it actually was a little bit nicer than that. Mm-hmm. So right. But did I told you the stuff we put on top of the urn? Right. Did you? Yeah. Like we felt like. Oh yes, yes. You, yes. <laughs> we put a little stuffed animal, and I'm yes. forgetting what it is. We put, and we pulled these things off of his bookshelf. This was my dad. We put a little California raisin figurine, a little Eric Cartman figurine, and then like a little wooden tropical fish. For now, I'm sure we'll find better mementos, but for now, we put those in the bag that has <laughs> the urn in it. <laughs> but anyway, I felt like I would like, so the keepsake urns are if you want to. Give the you know if if people so you can de- someone someone takes a little bit of ashes here and just sure, a tiny sure, amount. Sure, sure. So size. I decided yes, I would like to have my own keepsake urn, but I couldn't decide what one. So five keepsake keepsake urns will be arriving at the house today oh, no. and one tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and I'm like they're all returnable. They're all fairly inexpensive. May as well get them and look at them and decide which one I like best. Mm-hmm. And, and like they're inexpensive enough that I was thinking in the back of my head, like maybe I'll just keep the ones I don't use. And then I was thinking, did you look around counting us all? Like okay, <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> right? Um, but I was thinking, I recognize that there's something grim about having four keep four spare urns in the closet in case I need them or something. Yeah. 
But to me, right now, there's nothing creepy about all these urns showing up. Like, well, if you know somebody who has someone, you know, pass away, mm-hmm. um, and then their loved one is cremated, you could uh, say, hey, can you put some in here for me? And then they'll just like siphon off some of the remains into your little urn. And then you could just have a collection of, oh, of randos. People. Yeah, like, but it's like the randos to me, loved ones of someone else. And it'd be like, you could have like, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so, right. like, like you were collecting baseball cards. Oh my God, what if that's what I collected? Yes. So anyway, this was a long, didn't Owen tell you some story was long? Yes. Do it how he did it, though. I'm not okay. going to do that. <laughs> Good you have boundaries. Um, a long way of saying, right now, because of my experience, I have a different relationship with urns than mm-hmm. the average person. That's true. Because of your experience, you have a different relationship with true crime than the listener who doesn't have a relationship yeah, with Yeah, I can't, I don't think I ever loved true crime. But I think it's even more profound right but now. But I think I became keenly aware of the exploitative element mm-hmm. of true crime uh, after that, for sure. And I just, uh, I think it's gross. I have to say, I respect your integrity. Oh, Because I'm a media whore. <laughs> so if all these people were coming after me yeah i mean like lots of big shows and yeah. big people have reached out to me wanting me to go Lear, on camera and stuff and do carol all that channing i just uh, carol burnett Mer- <laughs> merv griffin that's right right steven spielberg oh yes him too um not steven spielberg though steven stefan spielberg stefan spielberg right but he's in a way, also an auteur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got a guy. Every time I, there have been a couple times when I was like, should I? That's kind of interesting, like, idea of going on this show or something. But then this is like, my stomach just I want to, makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Like, and then talk, like, fuck. Ugh. The thing is, you're, you would have no control over it, and you'd have no control over the tone, and it's like... But also, like, that's not what I want people right. to see me involved with. Like, I don't, um, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I, on the very base level, putting all the ethics and everything aside, just on a purely, I don't want people to Google me and have that be what they come up with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, great. That's what, you know, that's what people know about me. Uh, right. You know, so there's a lot of reasons why I don't. But um, yeah, no, not not. Don't love it. But it's huge, huge. Okay, listen, we have another call. Let's do it. And I can tell already there's sadness in the call because I just oh, glanced. Oh no! But okay. I think it, I think it might not end on a sad note. Okay. Hi, Allison. It's Karen from Scotland. Uh, talk. Did we ever get clarification on how Karen ended up in Scotland without an accent? I feel like she might. I'm not sure she totally doesn't have an accent, though. I I I picked up a little accent there, even. Karen, fill us in. Thank you. About your pets, okay. Well, I had a 19 year old cat called Jezebel, and she died about three weeks ago. Mm. Um, It was really sad. Have I an urn for you? Oh yeah. 
Do you need, let me know, one has a little cardinal on it, one is white, and it has, oh, wait a minute, I just read a little ahead, she's not going to need the urn. Very strange, walking around the house without her. But here's something funny, or at least I found it amusing, and it sort of kicked me out of my uh, grief spiral. Uh, for the first couple of days after we buried her in the back garden, I just kept walking over and listening, putting my ear down to the ground and listening, because I was terrified she was still alive and I'd buried her alive. And I thought to myself, because I love true crime so much, now I know how serial killers feel. Tony, cut out the entire true crime chunk. I want to. I want to emphasize. I don't judge people who are into true crime. You judge people who make it. I judge the people who profit off of true crime. Okay, right. A huge difference. If you're into it, that's fine. Whatever. I get it. But yeah. When they go back to check the bodies, because maybe they're going back there, obviously for weird sexual stuff. <laughs> But also maybe they're just going back to make sure that they're dead because they're frightened that the victim is still alive. So anyway, that gave me a a little chuckle, and it definitely helped. Um, Hope you're all doing well. This is Karen from Scotland. R.I.P. Jezebel. Yeah. (sighs) Cats have longer lives than dogs. I get it with a cat. You get what? What? Oh, right. It might come back. Yeah, because they have nine lives. There's songs about it and stuff. Oh, the cat, oh, the cat back. came back? Yeah. Is that about a cat that is has died? No, but... Uh, Still. You know, but maybe. Is that a kid's song? I think so. The cat came back. The very next, next day. day. The cat came, came back. back. They thought he was a goner, but the cat... Maybe it is about a cat Maybe it died. is. I don't know. I mean, they have nine lives. That's what they say. That's what I'm saying. Right, but who's keeping track? Like Daniel's been drinking five hour energy, and so when you gotta he, keep track of what hour. Yeah, I've been like he'll t- he'll he'll go from being really sleepy to being like, and another thing, I don't know, you know. And I'd say, what? How many hours left of this energy? Do you sometimes wonder if they'll come up with a formulation that is like five hour energy, but no rants? Like it's a no oh, rant. Oh, now with less because they, they have extra strength. Rants. Yeah, maybe they'll have the no rant strength. So it's like, I mean, I they're doing amazing things with science these days. Why possible. can't they? Just excuse me, not target the rant part right. of the brain. Yeah, I know. The, if you could dial in your five-hour energy, mm-hmm. what kind of energy would you want? Uh, focus. Mm. Like, that's all I really want is just like increased alertness and focus is yeah. what I want. I don't need the physical, like, <laughs> you know, the jittery and the like antsy. Um, cause honestly, and this is so boring, but it's usually I'm drinking one of those because I need to work. It's never cause I'm going to rave, <laughs> you know? I don't need to when da- you'd want to be jittery. Right. Like, I don't need to like, hey, we're going out. I need to dance. I need my dancing feet on. Uh, no, it's because I need to like stare at a fucking spreadsheet for a few hours and I'm falling asleep. You yeah. Know? Mm. I feel like we have more to say to Karen. I just want to extend. Well, I'm very sorry. Yeah. Uh, I feel so sad loss. about Jezebel. Yeah. But, you know, I am glad you got to bury her. If that brought you solace, you, if you've been listening re- re- regularly, then you know that I have these. Like I, well, look, it's not like we're gonna bury my dad in the backyard, <laughs> but 
for me, burial feels a little bit better than cremation. And then especially like a pet in your backyard, there's just something that it's like the circle of life to me. So I like that. I feel like, you know what would be neat is mm. like temporary burial. Like bury me for, you know, 40 years. You'll have 40 years to go visit me and mm. sit on the bench and bring flowers and look at the, you know, Other the graves. view and and tell me about all the things that are happening in your life or whatever uh-huh. boring ass shit. But <laughs> after 40 years, you pull me out and cremate me. Because like part of the problem, like I want, that's, because like I like the idea of having a place to visit yeah. and a place to go and like a little memorial type situation but then for me i don't want to be taking up space daniel you deserve to take up space no like after i die like a hundred years what stop apologizing for existing (laughs) what i got my great grandchildren like having to deal with my plot or something well i don't think they i mean you don't have like it's not like you have to garden it or something well somebody does like that's really that's real estate like like that tim heidecker song it's real estate uh, you know, it's like at some point you hear about those like cemeteries where they they found under the parking lot that there were a bunch of graves because they moved and then they oh. didn't move the they didn't move the body. It's like it's like you're just get rid of me at, at a certain point. Can That's you imagine how awful? Depending on what you how you define awful, the job of the person who has to cremate that body is not that the not that what's a cream what's a cremator called uh a more is it just a mortician i don't know crematory operator i don't Crematorier? know creamer cream creamer a creamer creamer <laughs> uh you know what not that sh- the creamer has a good job now but pulling up a body that's been sitting there for 40 years nasty well what you do is first of all the 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 coffins are pretty airtight. Okay, so it's like so drawer. you pull it. Yeah, you just pull it up, and it's like it's not like it's. I mean, uh, but then what you do is you design them with a little like uh, release hatch on oh, the end, and yes. then they just you put, you you like hook it kind of like. Have you ever seen the uh, the big um, what do you call them? The trucks when they have the cargo on them. Uh-huh. Like the the what the fuck do you call that? The the bed. No, the 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 container. Okay. Right. Uh, those big like a pallet. No, 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 no. Like the container that goes on the back of oh, a, of, yeah. a, of a truck. I'm, sure. Why am I? I'm brain dead right now. Uh, the way they work is they'll they'll load it up. Mm. They'll take it to the warehouse. They'll back it up to the thing, and and it fits perfectly against the oh, opening. Oh yeah. So that the people inside the warehouse they open it, and it's just like a room. Right. They're not like stepping outside and then climbing in. It just goes right into the warehouse. So what I'm saying is like those containers, mm. you just have the coffin like go hook right into the furnace and then it just goes Bleh! and then you, it's like you just push it out and then pull it back like like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> it's like and then now you have a fresh coffin. Fresh is not the word I'd use. Well, you here. wash it or you hose it off. Yeah. And then uh, give it to the next uh, generation. Mm. Like like wanting to be married in the dress your mom got married in, you could want. To, I want to be buried. 
Yeah. In the coffin. Yeah. So be the a family heirloom coffin. coffin. I think it's just heirloom. Heirloom. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying it's like it's, oh, a loom. It for your hair. hair. Yeah. Well, some hairs are going to have stuff. What if an, you had a family heirloom of a heirloom? <laughs> this is like one of your wonderful jokes that you came up with. I know. I would. I only remember where your mom. You told your mom, and she said, "Shut up." I know. I know. My poor mom. Sometimes she doesn't like get you. Doesn't get me. (laughs) It's all right though. Um, But you got to tell them what it was. We've told them before, but tell them again. Leah Remini. Well, the the final form was, (laughs) "Hey, wait, what? What's the question that leads to it though? It's like, what would Leah? It doesn't matter. Hey, Leah Remini. I see a sea anemone enemy." But you had this convoluted thing of like, it was like, hey, mom, what would you say to a former Scientologist if she was at the sea? And it was like a whole thing to lead to it. And there was another one that was like the new New Delhi Delhi, the, the new New Delhi Delhi. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, these are fun things. But, uh, what, but what's the question that leads someone to say the new New Delhi Delhi? Uh, it was like, what is like, what I do you don't call? remember. It doesn't matter. So long ago. Let you, these things you were die. young. Don't no, I can't past. let go. I have trouble letting go. But um anyway, we're talking about cremation. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what my current anxiety is? And then we're gonna let them go. I'm sure you will. But what am I? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pain in my leg right now. Um my current anxiety is, okay, we are embroiled in a little thing with the termite company. I would not say it's elevated yet to the level of thing. However, I don't know how much detail I went into, but we got back from our trip. Our house was tented while we were gone, and many of our items were missing. And I thought, could they have been stolen? But it makes no sense that they would have been stolen. No, that's not true. I don't know why it would make no sense. Something in my gut said I don't think they were stolen, but it just didn't make sense. And then I, it was subcontracted, and I read Yelp reviews of the subcontractors, um, and there were like a lot of people mentioning that they think stuff was stolen, but I still just didn't think it was stolen. And then I looked at our uh, ring camera footage, and you see the guy just carting boxes full of our shit and putting it in the trash. So uh, I wasn't thrilled with that. And I mentioned this to him. So, uh, and we hadn't been charged yet for the termite tenting situation. And so I think like right now it's between like him and the subcontractor. In the meantime, I read the fine print of the contract and it says, should I not go into all this? I guess there's no reason to not go into detail. It's not like they listen. And also if they do, mm. now they'll know. <laughs> the contract says, Im- oh, so, oh, what I d- haven't said in this episode, though, is that you have to put anything that you ingest or like there's like a, a list of items you have to put in these special double bags. Um, and they had like not given us enough bags. And then they were like, are you sure that you're put, you know, you, do you need to put all this stuff in bags? So we weren't. So then, like, if anything was manufacturer-sealed glass foil plastic, we didn't put it in a bag. 
that was the stuff like that was the stuff they were throwing out stuff that did not need to be put in a bag so anyway i looked at the contract and it says improperly bagged items will be bagged by us at a charge of $25 a bag nothing in there says that they're going to throw out our stuff so i feel like good cuz i wondered if anyway so i think they didn't I, have the right to throw our stuff away they didn't have the right to throw out our property no and on the contrary, the contract we signed said if we didn't bag it correctly. They would bag it. Yeah. But then they're like, we're not responsible for anything that happens. But it's like. But they mean they're not responsible for us, our house being broken into while it's under a tent. Yeah, I think there's a. That's my understanding of what that means. Yeah. I think maybe he should be reminded that he doesn't, um, have the, he didn't have the right to throw our shit away. Yeah. So I've been like waiting to hear what they're gonna offer or whatever because i think they should reimburse us for what was thrown out um and anyway i got the invoice from the company today so i texted the owner who i've been in community who i communicated with originally and it was i was very nice i was like hey just wanted to check in to see where things stand have you talked to the subcontractors i received an invoice today hence curious you know what the status is i didn't say look i looked at the contract you know i didn't say all that stuff i have three videos of them anyway um but since i sent that text i have like a nervousness in the pit of my stomach like oh god i'm about to have like is this gonna be a whole fight i don't want to have a whole fight you know what's the next step if he refuses? Do we have to? Get I don't lawyers? think he's because going to though. Him, we could take him to small claims court, and I think we'd win. Yes, or they could, but wouldn't they have to take us to small claims court to get us to pay? Like we haven't paid yet. I guess so. Like we could pay what we think we owe. I, yes, I say yes. It it has not become contentious though. So, mm-hmm. but but the pit in my stomach is oh god, is this about to be contentious? I don't want to deal with something contentious yet, especially because all things considered since my dad died, I feel like I'm doing better than I thought I would. However, little things here and there, um, like I overpaid our nanny by a lot because I miscalculated something and she's like the greatest in the world and told me right away. But I was like, Oh, I'm not as sharp as I normally am. There's just been little mistakes that I've been noticing that I've been making. So I just feel like I'm not in the best place to have to, to have to deal with something contentious, knock on wood, it won't become contentious, but if it does, I think we have a pretty airtight argument, which is I have videos and I have the contract. So, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's not the hugest deal. It's just, I just feel yucky about it. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, hey, if anyone has any advice yeah. on how to handle this, like, let us know. We, I'm, we'd love to know how to handle this because it's not easy. Yep. That's that. Thank God for our ring doorbell. Yeah. I wish they were a sponsor on this episode. You saved the footage, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I've downloaded it. Uh so yeah. All right. This has been delightful. Yeah. Thanks you for all the calls, guys. Definitely love the calls. And uh, you know, listen to childish, buy my merch. Oh, I 
mention Todd in my Patreon, but duh, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Go there. Go there. It's fun. Excuse me. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm exploding on the inside. Uh, follow me on social media, et cetera. Daniel, anything? Just that Daniel Quants at the places. I've been putting my toe into the threads. I wish Blue Sky would take out. Oh, who cares? Yeah, I don't who know. Who gives a shit? Right. Really. Okay. Listeners, I love you. Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 